mindfulness mode. And what I learned, Bruce, is to write a great book, I stopped writing a book. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness here on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Hey guys, I have a ruckus maker here today. We're going to raise a ruckus. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun because Danny is a friend who goes way back. We've had him on the show a long time ago, and I can't wait to just really dig in and talk about everything he's doing. I've got Daniel Bauer with me today. Hey, Daniel, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am. I am here in the mode. Uh, that was pre-40s when we had that conversation, so that oh. was cool for me. A lot has changed, but uh, mind, mindfulness tribe, you know, and Bruce, like it's an honor to be here, and uh, I am. I am switched on, ready to go. That's awesome. Well, I'm just going to share a little bit with Mindful Tribe with, about who Danny is. Danny Bauer, he's, he's mentored thousands of school leaders through his, uh, his blog, his books, his podcast. His, his show is called Better Leaders, Better Schools. And his book is called Mastermind, Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader. And this is a book that reimagines what professional development for school administrators looks like in order to meet the needs of all school leaders who currently feel isolated and overwhelmed. And I know there are a lot of leaders that feel that way in schools, and mm. it's a tough time in, in education right now. Danny, tell us what mindfulness means to you before we get into the, all the info about the book. You know, I was really thinking about that a lot today, Bruce, and uh, I think the definition that I'm wanting to share is that uh, mindfulness to me is being in service to yourself so you could be in service to others. Very good. Very good. So your book, Mastermind, tell me why you decided to call it Mastermind. Yeah, honestly, Bruce, uh, I never would have written this book, really. It's it's it is a way that I serve school leaders, and it's just it's so close to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a bunch of book pitches out there on leadership effectiveness, maybe productivity mindset. I had all these different pitches out there. Corwin came to me; they were different. They pitched me, and they said, "We've been studying you for years." So one of the lessons there for you know mindful tribe is just keep showing up. Be consistent, add value. People are watching, even if you don't know. And so Corwin's a, a big publisher in the education space. They came to me, they said, what you're doing is fresh and innovative and how you support school leaders. We want to tell that story. And so uh, I had to really think about that because it is so close. There is a business aspect to it. And I, I had to get my mind around how do you teach, how do you serve uh, the high level concepts, right. Without being like, Hey, join my thing. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to feel, uh, good about that whole experience and be of service to the reader. So long story short, I mean, since we were telling our, our school, uh, leadership communities story, it just made sense. We call it the mastermind. And then the subtitles unlocking the talent within every school leader. You know, the, the only other thing I want to add for mindful tribe is that that packaging, you know, and saying that it's a book that's redefining PD for school leaders, all that's true. Mm -hmm. So if you're an educator listening, this book, like definitely check it out. But even, you know, you're a father, uh, you know, you're a husband, wife, mother, whatever, or you lead a small business or a large business, 
it's really about just how to lead effectively and create an amazing culture. So it, it would work for anybody. Right. Well, we are all leaders in our own way, whatever we do, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't need some people have an official leader title. But, you know, when I was in the classroom, I felt very much so. I was the leader of those 150 students, a leader of my uh, colleagues, you know, sure. a leader of myself. So I agree 100%. Sure. I've been in schools where the principal spends most of the time in their office. They just yeah. kind of go in there and they do paperwork or they take phone calls sometimes. And and some of the teachers say to me, well, geez, we never see the principal here because the principal's in the, in the office all the time. Yeah, what yeah. comment do you have to make on that kind of a leader? Well, you know, you, you hear sometimes out there, uh, people before paper, right? Yeah. And so that's, I think that's part of the tension is, oh, there is so much that's thrown at a school leader every yeah. single day. Yeah. And they're really they're really having a rough go, right? It, this, these past few years haven't been easy for anybody. No. But you're seeing stuff uh, specifically to the United States too, like school board meetings. These, these have become, these are things nobody even cared about before. I mean, some people went, right? Right. Uh, but quite honestly, now they're these intense, you know, politically infused, very difficult and emotional uh, whew, situations. And so uh, anyways, so, so much is going to come your way as a school leader, but you, you know, one of my personal core values is about um, just having perspective for us from the trees. You know what I mean? Thinking about legacy, thinking about what really matters. Yeah. And usually that paper stuff is important, but it's not significant. Right. And so you just have to understand and give weight to the things that, that, that really, truly, truly, truly matter. Does that, does that resonate with you? Does yeah, that make it really sense? does. Yeah, it really does. And I've been in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of schools because I've, you know, gone out there and done my uh, anti-bullying presentations and went on tour right. and went to all these different schools and many different school boards. And wow, I would I would see a lot of different leadership dials. You know, some where the, the teachers just would embrace the principal and some where they just felt very alienated. And I got to feel like... When I could feel within the first two or three minutes of walking into the building, mm. I could feel what the style of leadership was. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, one, you're a very intuitive, mindful person, right? And so you're picking up on that. That's your zone of genius and the superpower. Uh, but I, I sometimes have to tell leaders, like, fix your face. You know, yeah. I'm smiling as I say that. Yeah. But people will talk about how excited they are, you know, and things that their staff should be passionate about or whatever. And they're scowling while yeah. they do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and so I, you know, sometimes I tell leaders too. listen, you're a meteorologist, like how, how you show up, your presence yeah. impacts the climate. It impacts the weather of your building. And so uh, Seth Godin, one of them, you know, we were talking in the pre-chat, one of yeah. my mentors, he says, you get the culture you deserve. Uh -huh. Ooh. Ouch. Ouch is right. If you, don't, if you don't like that culture, he's saying that's on you, right? And so uh, maybe you need a mirror moment and have to uh, investigate and explore how are you showing up as a leader. So did Seth Godin inspire you with some of the ideas and thoughts that you put into your new book? Probably like 
you know, 110% of yeah. them, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've been, I listen, I've consumed everything that he's, he's put out, uh, done most of his workshops. I was a student in the alt MBA. Uh, they even invited me to coach right for that program, oh, which they? is a huge honor. Yeah. And so, uh, he's had a tremendous, tremendous impact, but the neat thing about this too, uh, Bruce, like you've known me a long time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back, back then again, pre forties, 2016, uh, I would share things, but I was sharing a lot of other people's ideas and not that that's bad. Right. Right. Um, but at this point, like the book or the keynotes that I give this kind of stuff, like this is now it's, it's in my zone. Like it's my lived experience. Sure. And so I still prepare, you know, and of course, like all that and practice, but instead of like wondering what's coming next, I know cause it's in my heart. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Back <laughs> in 2016, when I interviewed you before, you were just going to be moving across the country to take this yeah, position yeah. as principal at a school. How did yeah. that pan out? Tell us about that year of being a principal at that school. What was it like? To be quite honest, not so great. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and they talk about uh, these moments in uh, folks entrepreneurial journey. Uh -huh. And it's like, hey, you get fired or you have a baby. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got to figure it out. But I didn't get fired, but I did resign. Uh -huh. And uh, I don't I still don't know what happened. I suspect I, I stepped on a landmine that I didn't know existed. Right. My lived experience is that uh, I had great relationships, strong relationships, not with all, but with the majority of the staff. Yeah. I've always been awesome with students. So that that was without a doubt true. Yes. Um, and with my supervisor, things were, she was telling me, we are so happy, you know, so happy with you. Everything's going great. We've made such an awesome decision mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning of school year in August. And then somewhere in October, I don't know if it was like spooky season and Halloween got her or what. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, the, the whole tenor of the conversations changed, right? Okay. And all of a sudden, she had all these major questions about my leadership. Oh. Big questions. Oh. And I'm like, what in the world is this? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, then we were heading into the holiday season. So I had some time to reflect and that kind of thing. Quite honestly, I, I saw the writing on the wall. I had now, so either there's only two ways. I, and I want you to push back if you think there's a third. But up until that point, I've been an A player everywhere, mm -hmm. right? Winning the awards, uh, leading the groups, yeah. like that has been it. Just always excelling. It doesn't mean that I didn't have areas to grow or I haven't made mistakes. Not at all. Yeah. But I've never been written up. And all of a sudden, honestly, my my first principalship, my first and only, right? Yeah. I'm getting written up every week. Oh, wow. Right? And again, I make mistakes. There's things I can learn for sure. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like some of this stuff, Bruce, like, wow. Uh None of my peers had a report to work or leave work time. I did, right? Yeah. And uh, and I remember being late once. I mean, one minute late, Bruce. Wow. I, I got written up for that. Wow. And then I had to think like, and here's the thing. I didn't check in. In Chicago, you used to have to punch in. You had a code, you punched in. Yes. So they actually knew it's a system, it's bureaucracy. Okay, uh -huh. I, didn't, I don't like that, but that's how they operated. Yeah. Not true in Houston. So how did she know? She was watching me on the cameras. Like, ah, so I just thought to myself, is this, is this where I want to continue existing? And, um, and I knew it was only going to get harder, 
So I resigned. I resigned before mid-year. Oh, did okay? you? Yeah. Uh, the staff didn't know. Uh-huh. She knew. And when I gave her that resignation letter, she laughed. She laughed. Oh, wow. She said, I didn't think this would happen so fast. I said, I know where this is going. You know, I make decisions and I'm not here to play around. So uh, here you go. Now let's just get through the year, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I, w- I used to be very bitter, really bitter. Yeah. I had plots for revenge, nothing scary or harm, but like I'm going to show them, right? Um, just just wanted to prove my worth or whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that has now shifted and I have a ton of gratitude for that experience. One, of course, I've learned a lot of lessons, right? Sure. But the other thing is it, it forced me to make a decision. Um, I could easily get another principal position, right? Yes. Or do I do what I did, which is what if I just bet on myself and what I'm building? Let's see what happens. Yeah. And so that's what I chose, right? Uh-huh. The end to the story is this. So I'm sitting in my mom's. Uh, I'm sitting in my mom's house. At the time, I was living in Belgium. I flew back to get the visa, you know, renewed that kind of thing, and yeah. visit mom, of course. She's in Florida, so it's beautiful and sunny, right? The sun is coming in through the windows. My my first book is released, and it's released as a number one hot new release on Amazon. So that was a really huge success. The number of school leaders I wanted to support, I was exceeding that goal. And in my mind, it's not all about the money, but I had in my mind, if I could beat my old principal's salary, that to me, like at the time was how I defined success. Right. And I looked at my bank account and I did that. Right. And I'm like, in, in that moment with that sun, maybe my heart was ice. I just felt it melt, the, the wanting, the revenge, it just melted away. Yeah. And since then I've, I've let go of the bitterness and I'm thankful that it pushed me to do what I'm doing. So yeah, that's where we're at. That's awesome. That's just an awesome, awesome story. The way you put that with the sun shining in the window and everything, and yeah, it's a nice image, huh? Yeah, it's a great image. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, and so you're a ruckus maker. Tell us how you I'm came up with maker. that term, and and how does that how does that work with your personality being a ruckus maker? Well, since day one, uh, I've always colored outside the lines and kind of carved my own path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and I didn't, my mom reflected this back to me. I didn't even remember telling her this, but as a kid, I tell her, I'm never going to work in a cubicle. Right. And that yeah. nothing wrong with, but just like in terms of honoring who I'm created to be and that kind of deal. Yeah. So, uh, being a ruckus maker, carving out your own path, it's, it's questioning the status quo, right. Standing up for what's right. And to me, making uh, making change happen in my field, education, but it's just making change in the world, right? Positive change. And it's inspired, you know, like I said, by a mentor of mine, Seth Godin. He, he says, go make a ruckus. And so um, that's just an identity I wear, you know? That's what you're doing. And it's, it's what I'm doing. And the community really resonates with it. And to connect it to the last story, I think people are hungry uh, for change in education, Oh, They're also yeah. hungry for authenticity, people who are real. Yeah. And so that's the wildest part. I used to be embarrassed, like, oh, my God, if had I not resigned, I don't know that I would have gotten fired, but it wouldn't have been pleasant. Right. Right. It was it was not a good experience, um, at least the relationship between me and central office, the kids, the parents. That was all awesome staff. Uh, but, you know, 
I just, I think about that stuff. It's just so wild. And now I get to, I serve school leaders. They all, they listen. I have impact. You know, I get to hear about the, the influence I have in their life. And we talked too in the pre-chat, the, the new book is co-published by the National School Superintendents Association, right? Wow, that's And here's great. the guy who was like, re- basically ran out of town. The other funny thing with the assistant soup, I told him, hey, man, if I had a mustache and a cowboy hat, I would have worked out just right. You know, <laughs> we would have we gotten, <laughs> we would have had a great relationship. We all kind of just chuckled. And uh, he was... He actually was very empathetic and uh, listened to me, and I'm, I'm I'm very grateful for that experience. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome. Well, <laughs> having talked to so many school leaders over the years, when I would go into schools, they sometimes felt like they could confide in me because I was an outsider. Mm. You know, I was mm. just a guy coming in doing a program from you know two or three hours away, and and yeah. some of them would say, you know, this is a really lonely job. You know, being a school administrator, you can't really be friends with the teachers. You just, I just feel really isolated. Is that what you feel when you coach some of these uh, principals and vice principals who come to you? Yeah, it's a great, great question. And uh, that is something they express quite a bit that the isolation is is so chilling and deafening and, and, and difficult to lead and uh, just plugging into a community, right? And yeah. You know, I, I've started doing a quarterly survey with uh, members and, and leaders I serve. Mm-hmm. Um, 100% of them said, this is a space where I could share what I need to share, say what I need to say without any fear of consequence or judgment. Imagine, like, think about that. It's a judgment-free zone. And uh, that's what I want to have created, but they're telling me, like, I've done it. And so that's that's a really important piece, the connection, the relationships, but say what you need to say. Yeah. So what did you learn from writing this book, Danny? Uh, I learned the amount of hard work to create an awesome book. You know, yeah. it's like a hashtag humble brag. But the, the first book, I get nice feedback and, I'm, and it's good. But this one is really great. It really is. And I know it because the first three versions sucked. (laughs) 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 And uh, and my editor told me that, right? So she, she, she said, Danny, these ideas are so good, but um, your organization's terrible. Yeah. And uh, that really flared up the imposter syndrome for me, Bruce, because book one was self-published. I hired a designer to put it in book form, right? Mm -hmm. How we expect the experience to be. And I hired an editor who I just threw all the ideas to and she put it together, right? Like I had a sense of how it should go, but she really reorganized it. Now I'm working with my quote unquote editor at Corwin. She's like, no, that's your job. I'm like, what? That's your title. You know what I mean? And so I just, I didn't know if I could do it. Now there's a mindfulness connection to this. And for leaders and probably just like, Okay, we're all leaders. That's that's my definition. But often we put in more hours. We slog through the work, right? We like buckle down or whatever. And we think that's the way to get it done. When it's actually the opposite. And what I learned, Bruce, is to write a great book, I stopped writing a book. And so literally, unplugged from technology and the computer, started grabbing my puppy, get, got outside more into nature, taking more walks. 
And what I had in my mind is if I had a framework, because I'm really good at creating these spaces where people can say what they need to say or, or feel connected and so on and so forth. And I'm like, well, why does it work? Because to me, it feels like riding a bike. So how do you explain something that's just natural to you? So I said, if I have a framework, I bet people will understand it. Uh, and since I'm in the education industry, I thought, hey, if I can you know, couch it in the ABCs, right? That's found foundational, ABCs, one, two, threes. Right. I bet that might even be memorable and people will start sharing this idea with each other. So I thought, what is the A, B, and C? And I landed on authenticity, belonging, and challenge. And when I really started to play with that and looked at the research I had been doing, and that's it. And when I packaged the book that way and sent it off to the editor, she said, you did it. It's mm -hmm. ready. And that felt great. And again, the fact that the school superintendent association said, we want to co-publish and there's been a lot of great reviews and stuff. I knew, I knew I was onto something. So I just, I learned, I learned what it took, the hard work to, to create something that's great. I think. That's really awesome that you've put this book together. What next? What are you working on now? Well, so the funny thing is, is that like, I actually am, I'm not going to be working on anything because I think, I think that's, that's another deal. Instead of like continuing to uh, slog through the work and that kind of deal, I need to stay focused. And my mission is to connect, serve and grow every school leader who wants to level up. So I'm, I'm all about getting this book in as many hands as possible. Right. And I'm going to stick to that. So it's book. It's all the things I've been doing book mastermind. And there's another program I do for school leaders called the principal success path, but I'm actually, I'm not adding anything new. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I have a, I have a business coach. His name's Ron. He said, uh, making money is boring and making a lot of money is really boring. Right. And I think you could translate that to leadership too, right? Like having an impact is boring and having a significant impact is really boring because in, in both of those ideas, it's just about not reinventing and adding new stuff, but back to the basics, back to the fundamentals, consistency, because that builds trust, execution, execution's everything. Ideas so easy. I could go invent 10,000 new things, but why, right? Yeah. Execution, consistency, service. Yeah. Do you think there's more mindfulness in schools now than there was five years ago? I'm seeing that and it makes me really happy. Yeah. I'm seeing that it makes me really happy. And you see them using it as a way for kids to uh, be in touch with their inner landscape, to, to understand their emotions, you know, not let the emotions necessarily drive uh, behavior or, or negative uh, outcomes. Uh, and so, yeah, it, that, that's a fantastic thing. And, um, you know, for me too, I'm enrolled in a course right now called The Power of Awareness mm -hmm. with uh, Tara Brock and uh, Jack Cornfield. Right. And I'm, I'm taking that because I'm wondering, you know, in, in the way I like to show up and work with school leaders, um, that might be something new years down the line, right? Uh, which is interesting because normally I just go out and start teaching stuff. But for this, you know, I really want to be mentored and that kind of deal. So anyways... Um, We'll, we'll just see what happens with that. But yeah. So do you think more comes from the top down 
or from the bottom up? Is it because mindfulness is coming in from teachers and from mm. more at the bottom, or is it because the admin is saying, hey, you should be doing this, and they're teaching it, and they're doing it in PD sessions and that kind of thing? Sure. I think it's a both-and approach because we'll, we'll often uh, we'll start meetings in different ways, but there have been times where, hey, let's just uh, pay attention to our breath for a few minutes. Cameras on, cameras off because we're on Zoom. Um, you know, eyes open, eyes closed, however you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do that with school leaders, right? And then I, I you know, I, I know that they do mindful minutes or whatever with their staff. Right. I've even heard, right, from Carrie, I can tell you, Carrie in uh, Colorado, she forgot to incorporate that in a couple meetings and the teach the staff saw a trend and they were like, they were not having it. Like, what's going on? Where's our mind? We need this. It's a great break, right? Yeah. From the busyness of the day to then engaging about where the organization's going. So that's, that's the leadership admin perspective. But, uh, you know, teachers have a ton of power, you know, within a, within a school, they may forget that from time to time. Uh, but if they're bringing it there and, you know, students are, are benefiting, they, they can do whatever they want. And if it leads to outcomes that you want to see, then good, good on them, you know? Danny, I know that you have a beautiful dog. What have you learned from your <laughs> dog about leadership? What has your dog taught you? Just, uh, you know, the importance of breaks, right? Which is something I teach people that I work with, but uh, the, the buffer zones, you know, and that, that to mindfulness, that's just, again, checking in with yourself. So we're seeing a trend, I think, through this conversation, which you're drawn out of me and I, I appreciate that. But yeah, yeah, she, she lets me know. <laughs> <laughs> she lit like uh, the door is closed. So I don't hear her scratching, but yeah. sometimes I kind of keep a crack. She'll come in. And just, you know, it's like a nudge, right? Like, hey, Danny, like, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, and if we don't, she starts chewing on me. So then she makes me take a break. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So where are you located now, Danny? Uh, now, at least currently, we're in uh, Syracuse, New York, central New York. So oh, okay. we moved from Scotland uh, in the last year. Right. My wife is uh, in the public health department which brought us back stateside so i see um yeah it's been wonderful i see yeah that is wonderful so so you work with with school leaders who just want to improve their ability to connect with their staff is that right what are some of the first things you do when somebody connects with you for some help yeah so uh you know get them onboarded and that kind of thing um but now that I have this this framework, it, we start teaching how to integrate more authenticity, belonging, and challenge, you know, within your school culture. So we could do that more purposely because I've I've uh, codified, I guess, like that that structure, that framework. Uh, but it's getting them in, and it's like you know, hey, dive in with uh, both feet, and and what they find is surrounding themselves with other leaders who all want to be there, all want to grow. Mm -hmm. And I, I just had a conversation with this guy, John, who's a principal in, in um, Delaware. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, what, what's been most surprising, you know, working with me? And he's like, I, I can't believe uh, a group that is brought together for professional reasons, right? And to be more effective as a school leader. I had, was so surprised at how much personal stuff is shared and how vulnerable and just the level of compassion that is just apparent. You could feel it, right? In a virtual space too. Yeah. And again, you know, for me, 
it's natural. I said, is this not like, is this not a normal Zoom experience? He's like, no, this doesn't exist in many spaces. It's, uh, it's something special that you're doing with your culture. And so uh, it's getting them to dive in with both feet and just, just see that there is a space that wants to nurture and help them grow. And it actually, Bruce, it took me six years to figure this out because, you know, mindfulness, we go to you. Uh, when people want to do PLCs or SEL stuff, and I'm starting to use acronyms, but basically school leaders that want different type of programs, right, right. or results, they know where to go. There's organizations that do that. And what I realized and has been reflected back, like I am just 100% there in pro school leader. And like you as a person, how's your family, you know, kids and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't realize how rare that was. And now I'm so proud that like, that's, that's kind of the niche niche, you know? Yeah. So um, that's a lot of fun. I'm loving it. I bet you are. That's great. Yeah. yeah well, I think that creativity is something that's going to even become more important in the future. Mm. Do you try to nurture creativity in your leaders when you, when you work with them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's a million ways that we, we do that. Um, and interestingly too, a handful of years back, I think we all sometimes uh, experience this, the grass is always greener, mm -hmm. right? And so if my business didn't operate in education, but did whatever else, like there'd be more opportunity, uh, you know, and that things would just be going better. And, and um, I'm sharing all that because I wanted to really dive into this idea of creativity within businesses, you know, mm -hmm. I finally, I finally am so happy and comfortable and, and just, I don't, I'm not trying to go any go anywhere else now. So I share that to say like creativity has always been important to me. My title in this new thing that I was building, which I abandoned uh, my title was the curiosity catalyst. Cause I think curiosity and creativity are, you know, that they're inseparable in those, um, in those ways. And so, yeah, we, we absolutely infuse that within the, the mastermind experience. Your website is betterleadersbetterschools.com and you can go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mastermind book. Danny, you are the man when it comes to leadership in schools. I mean, you've been doing it. You've, uh, you've got all the insight. You've got so much to share. And it's been really great talking to you today, Danny. So Mindful Tribe, get out there. Get that book. Go to betterleadersbetterschools.com and uh, get yourself a copy of the book. And if you really are hungry to improve your leadership skills and and make your school a better place, then connect with Danny and get into some coaching because he can help you do that, right, Danny? Uh, I'd love I'd love the opportunity to serve. So that's yeah. great. And uh, Bruce, it's been wonderful spending time with you again in Mindful Tribe. You know, thank you for allowing me to share some stories. Yeah, thanks so much, Danny. All the best to you. Bye now. Bye. Pleasure. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for checking out the episode today. Thanks for listening to Danny's interview here today. And, oh, I wanted to suggest, check out my profile on LinkedIn, and I'd love to connect with you there. So just type in Bruce Langford on LinkedIn and uh, have a look at 
at what I've been posting. And hey, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening and take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.